Welcome to Kuhau Podcast. We thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time listening in with us, we want you to know that you are a part of a new loving family. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message encourages you and transforms your life. Now stay tuned for today's message. If you have your Bibles, we're going to look very quickly and jump into this. Um, I believe that this is the word for the house on today. Um, I'm going to look very quickly uh, at John chapter 6, 1 through 14. We're going to jump into it. I don't want to tie uh, too much of your time up, but we're just going to flow. I'm going to be reading from the New King James Version. Is that all right? That's cool. All right. Good looking. All right. And this is what it says. It says, after these things, Jesus went over the sea of Galilee after these things after these things which is the sea of Tiberias then a great multitude followed him because they saw his signs which he performed on those who were diseased and Jesus went up on the mountain and there he sat with his disciples this is going to be key right here he sat with his disciples now the Passover that's going to be key now the Passover a feast of the Jews was near then Jesus lifted up his eyes and seeing a great multitude coming toward him he said to Philip where shall we buy bread that these people may eat but this he said to test him For he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him and said, 200 denarii or two, you know, it is not worth, a worth of bread is not sufficient for them uh, that everyone would have a little. One of his disciples, Andrew Simon, Peter's brother, said to him, there is a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish, but what are they among so many? Then Jesus said, make the people sit down. Sometimes you got to tell people, sit down, be humble. Uh, uh, Now, there was so much grass in the place, so the men sat down and number about 5,000, and Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples, and the disciples to the people sitting down, and likewise the fish as much as they wanted. So when they were filled, somebody say, God is going to fill me. Come on, amen. If you really mean it, say, God is going to fill me. This is what he said. Uh, He said that that they're gathered uh, amongst the fragments or the remains. Bring them together so that nothing is lost. Therefore, they gathered them. And they had 12 baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves which were left over by those who had eaten. Then those men, when they seen the sign, Jesus said, this is truly the prophet who is to come into the world. I want to talk to you on a topic on today. God is getting ready to blow your mind. God is getting ready to blow your mind. Amen. God is going to blow your mind. The Bible says this, amen. It says that after these things, after these things happened in chapter 5, real quick, it says that 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 Jesus uh, in chapter 5 healed the man. So in chapter 6, it says after these things. So I want to start with after these things, and I'm going to build a bridge that gets us over to these uh, two fish and five loaves. Is that cool? Jesus starts off by saying after these things. The Word of God says after these things because in chapter 5, he had just healed a man who was an invalid for 38 years. 
38 years, this man was an invalid. He was on the porch with the five, the five porches and the colonies. And the Bible says for 38 years, he was in this condition. The thing to note is to understand that Jesus asked him a question and it was a rhetorical question. It was a question that didn't need a response. You would think that it was a silly question. But when Jesus asked the question, Jesus asked him, do you want to get well? Of course I want to get well. I've been in this condition for 38 years. Of course I want to get better. I've been dealing with this for 38 years. But, 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 but Jesus had to ask him because the reason being was, uh, uh, see, sometimes you don't know what comes with your blessing. Oh, boy. Okay. Jesus asked him, do you want to get well? Because, and here's the first thing I want to point out. The reason being is because there are things that come with being blessed by the Lord that if the truth be told, many people can't handle. They can't handle being blessed by God. Now, here it is. Many people love the idea of being blessed. Many people love the idea of receiving something from Jesus. Many people love the idea of, of, of or they're enamored by having a prayer request and having it answered by the Lord. And we all want the Lord to move on our behalf. But the question I want to ask to each and every single one of you on this morning is, can you stand to be blessed? See, a lot of us, we want the blessing. We, we crave the blessing. We desire the blessing. We want a greater anointing. We want more power. We want more might. But if you really knew what came with your blessing, a lot of people will put that little holy finger up and tiptoe out of the room. And this is the reason why. Because we want the blessing, but there are some things that come with the blessing that you have no idea is coming. Oh, I'm, I'm going to get you ready for the blessing. I'm not going to leave you there. Just, just roll with me for a little while. Let's role play. All right. Uh, so, so here it is. Uh, can you handle somebody gossiping about you after you get the blessing? Can you stand to be blessed? Can you handle somebody lying on you after you get the blessing? Can you stand to be blessed? Can you get the blessing without going off on somebody? Can you... Get the blessing and have yourself walk into a room and you know how people do when you've been blessed and they, you walk into the room and then they stop talking. I know it happened to none of y'all. It's just, just me. You walk into the room and then all of a sudden everybody shut up. Or can you stand to know that they've been talking about you? And still give them the love of Christ. And the reason being is when you check out what happened in chapter 5, you understand that there are a lot of people who can't stand to be blessed. Can you stand when you've been blessed and people start acting funny towards you and your honey? See, because when you've been blessed, when you've truly been blessed and changed by God, people sometimes start acting funny. But when you know who you are and you know that the Lord 
has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes. When you know that his hand is upon your life, let me tell you something. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks, because if they could have did it, they would have did it a long time ago. And here's the other side. Ro, if they could have stopped it, they would have stopped it a long time ago. How many of you know that you are where you are right now because the hand of the Lord was upon your life? So you don't have to answer to anybody for God blessing you or feel guilty. But the thing is this, many people, amen, they forfeit their blessing. Here it is, not understanding that there is something bigger on the other side of this. So you can't go off on them, even though in your former life, how many of you know you would have laid hands? And I ain't talking about the hands of the, I just said the hand of the Lord is upon you. You may have landed a different type of hand that would have landed you someplace else. Amen. Your supervisor sometimes may be lucky because sometimes in your former life, because of how they talk to you, how many of you know that in your mind you already committed the crime, buried the body, and got away in the getaway car, but you just sit there and just look and, 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 and they think you're a punk, but the reality of it is they don't know how lucky they are. See, sometimes God, amen, will take you through the extremes of life to show you where you are, amen, so that you can give him glory. When you look back and see how far you have come and see where you are now, you know that you're ready to be blessed and you know that there is something on the other side of this. You need to declare and understand over your own self that, 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 that God has bigger for me. And understand, when these attacks come, the Bible calls them momentary afflictions. Understand that when these attacks come, let me give you another word for it. These things are called distractions. When these distractions come, you got to be sensitive enough in your spirit to know that there is something bigger on the other side of this and that they, let me tell you something, the enemy is never going to attack somebody he always has. So when you are being attacked, it's because God has something greater on the other side and the enemy knows that if he can get you distracted, he can keep you from reaching your goal. The enemy, let me give you this right here, he can't stop us. When you get up, you need to declare that I am unstoppable. But understand, if he can't stop us, he tries to get our attention off of where God is calling us long enough to keep us from fulfilling our assignment in the allotted time that we have here on earth. You following me? So, 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 so what the enemy wants to do is take our focus off of our assignment. Let me give you this. So, so I, I, I thought about this illustration. Uh, in in 2000. Uh, uh, 16, and, and, and Rio, Rio de Janeiro and Brazil, uh, Michael Phelps was getting ready to race. Michael Phelps was getting ready to race, and he was getting ready to perform in a 200-meter butterfly race. And in the Olympics, Michael Phelps was in the, uh, the green room or the ready room getting ready. And I'll never forget this. He was getting ready to swim against Chad LaClose. And Chad LaClose had beat him in the 2012 Olympics by 0.5 tenths of a second. So, so the thing was, hey man, I don't know who in the world is calling me. I'm preaching. Amen. Uh, so the thing is, he's getting ready to race. And I want to show you the first picture. 
He's getting ready to race, and his opponent, Chad LaClosse, is up shadow boxing in front of him. He's shadow boxing. That's what he's doing. He's shadow boxing. And the whole thing was this. He was trying to get his attention off of the race and put it on him. This is the mind game that the enemy plays with us. We have been given an assignment. We have been given a goal. We have, amen, the unction and the, the leading of the Holy Spirit. And many people in here, amen, if they've received their calling, they know that God is calling them to do something great and exceedingly and abundantly above all they may have, have asked for or thought of. And, and what happens is what the enemy does is he sends something your way to get your attention off the gold medal and put it on something else. So what happens is something happened after that that let me know when I saw this, Michael Phelps is about to tear him up. He got a look on his face that was determined that even though he saw the distraction, he would not let him keep him from getting to where he was trying to get to. See, sometimes you got to feel the fear and the fight and do it anyway and push forward to the place that God is calling you to. I'm going to preach and teach a little bit today. Is that all right? Is that cool? So, so, so he makes this face that went viral. Look at that face. Looking like something out of Star Wars. I mean, straight up Darth Maul. I mean, but... The thing is, he had this look on his face because what happens is when things are trying to distract you, you got to determine in your heart and in your spirit that I will not let this defeat me. See, see, this is what has to happen in the body of Christ, that when we are distracted, I'm not going to respond, oh, I'm getting ahead of myself, the way that you want me to because I know who I am, but I know, amen, that I'm determining in the spirit, watch this, enough is enough. There are many people in here, the enemy has been sending distraction after distraction after distraction after distraction to try and get you off of your game, but the Lord sent me here to give you a word that it's time to raise up in your spirit and declare that enough is enough. How many of you will determine that enough is enough? See, when you have an enough is enough spirit, you don't take stuff laying down. You don't just sit back and let the enemy do what he wants to do. But when you, amen, have an enough is enough spirit, you declare within your heart and in yourself that this means war. You can't have my community. You can't have my church. You can't have my child. You can't have my finances. You can't have my love. You can't have my family. You can't have my anointing. You can't have anything connected to me. And when you decide that you have drawn a line in the sand and you declare that enough is enough, you have just put yourself in a position to win the gold medal. How many of you will declare right now that enough? Enough is enough. 
Even Popeye took enough of Bluto's stuff and he drunk some spinach and declared, that's all I can stand and I can't stand no more. How many of you are to a place where that's all you can stand and you can't stand no more? Somebody just shout back at your boy and say, enough! Enough is enough playing with my health, playing with my mind, playing with my feelings, my emotions, my intellect. But when you decide enough is enough, every imp, every demon, every spirit that would try to stop you would have to step back and take notice because you're not moving by yourself. How many of you know you got some help on your side? All right. So I want to give you some scriptures. I want to give you some scriptures to back up what I'm talking about. I want you to understand this, that this fight, this mind game that the enemy is trying to play, it's not your fight. Hear me. Because, because, because if Frank comes at me, I've been in the Lord long enough to understand this, that if Frank is coming at me, my enemy is not Frank. It may be the spirit behind him coming at me. I love this brother, so I'm not going to come and fight fire with fire. I'm going to fight on a different plain so that, amen, the Lord can get the victory. Hear me. This is where people miss it at. Let me give you Bible. Ephesians 6 and 12 says this, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and against the rulers of darkness of this world. Somebody just say this to me. Stay focused. So when I determine that he's not my enemy and I'm not his enemy, we have one enemy who is Satan himself. I can love him no matter what he does to me. Wow. I guess that's my first trouble point I'm right there. The reason some people can't stand to be blessed is because they're trying to fight a flesh fight. When God is calling you to fight in the spirit, let me tell you something. Nobody can get you more angry than when you live with anybody. You can't have a cat and not have an issue. I said this before. You can't, your turtle gonna give you some issues. You, you can't have, you can't have, you can't have a goldfish and not have issues. So when you, let me tell you something. So when you understand this principle that my fight is not against you, I'm not gonna war against you. Because let me tell you something. Uh, I said this the, uh, the other day to a group of kids. I said, nobody lets you know what's going on in a room than a woman. See, men can come in, we play it off. What's up, bro? What's up? How you doing? What's up? Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. We good. We fine. You know, I, I, but women, you come in a room and they, you don't know them. What's the first thing you do? See, and we already create tension. See, the whole thing is this. You got to understand that the, 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 when you have been offended, what makes the enemy even more angry is when you don't respond in your flesh. So even if you don't know them, and even if you do, you don't get into a honey child contest and see who you can slap their face and rip their eyes out the most. You get, amen, you walk in the grace and the love of who you are. You got a first lady who walks with grace. She carries herself with grace. She moves her hair with grace. She worships with grace. So my thing is this, don't emulate the person on TV 
TV who you don't even know. You want to emulate somebody who you know has got a God-fearing relationship, and that's the one whose oil you want to fall on you. I know I'm getting out of position. Amen. Let me, let me, let me begin to flow because this is it. Let me give you another scripture, and then I'm going to move to my next point. No discipline. When you're going through a trial, you can't view it the same way that you did before you were saved. Y'all still following me? Don't go to sleep yet. Amen. It gets better. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. What you are going through is not for your demise. But what you are going through is training you for something greater. So when you're in the middle of a trial, as all of us will go through, you don't respond the way that the world does. You respond the way that God has told you to. And when you look at it with a different mindset, I know that this trial, even though the enemy sent it for evil, God will use it for good because God will use it to train me and make me better so that I'm able to handle what he's getting me ready for. Some people, you need to go back and thank them for what they did to you because if they didn't do what they did to you, you wouldn't be the person that you are right now. Oh, goodness. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. right. So, So what God is saying is you have to learn how to refocus. Refocus your mind. I'm getting to another point. Amen. This is the point that I want to get to. When you refocus your mind, watch this. Winners know that winners do what winners have to do, amen, and winners have to refocus their mind. I'm going to jump ahead, amen. I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. Watch this. Because winners understand that when they refocus their mind, they know that they have something greater getting ready for it. Somebody just say, hey, God has greater for me. The problem many times is you must remain focused because if not, you'll go in the direction that you are looking. If you are driving on the highway and you see people, amen, who are rubbernecking, it means that they went in the direction. They're slowing down and looking at the accident, and they can't go straight because they want to see what's going on. Somebody just say this with me. Stop being nosy. Amen. You're slowing me up. So, so this is what happens in life. You have people who are going in the direction that they are looking, not with physical eyes, but with their mind. Oh, goodness. Oh, well, I don't know why God got me pressing on. On that because 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 the winner understands and the champion understands that winners focus on the goal watch this and losers focus on the person winners focus on the goal losers focus on other people can i show you give me number three let's rock with it So they jump in the water. Oh, y'all thought I was done with him. I'm not done. They jump in the water and they start this race. And in the middle of the race, LaCrosse is looking at Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps is looking at the goal. Guess who ends up winning the race? The one who has their eye on the goal. 
You have people in here who are not losing at life because they don't have the ability. You have people in here who are losing at life because they got their eyes on other people. But the Lord is saying, now looking unto me, who's the author and the finisher of your faith, keep your eyes on me and watch how high you go. David said, amen, I look unto the hills from which cometh my help because my help cometh from the Lord. You can't look to people to help you get to where you got to get what they did do what they didn't do how they hurt you how they mistreated you the bible says keep your eyes on the goal and you'll reach that place paul said paul said not that i have already obtained these things oh, but amen one thing i do somebody say one thing not 20 things, not 25 things, not 18 things, not six things, not two things. He said, this one thing that I do, amen, I'm forgetting what is behind me. I press towards what is before me. I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling that is found in Christ Jesus. And many people can't obtain their goal. It's not because they don't have the ability. It's because they have forgotten how to press. When you press, can I just break that down real quick? He said, I press toward the goal of the mark, which is the high calling that is found in Christ Jesus. And the way that they would plow, they would get behind an oxen or, and they would get a gold or a stick. And they would tie a red mark on the other end of the field. And what they would have to do is gold the ox and keep their eyes on the mark so that they made it in a straight line. Because if not, they would have gone in the direction that they wanted to. And what the Lord is saying, yes, there are some trials that you have faced and the enemy is trying to make you think that you'll never get there. But on today, there are some people, some places and some things that you have got to learn how to forget. Forgetting, amen, does not mean, amen, that it didn't happen. But forgetting, amen, is recognizing that you don't have enough power to keep me in the place where I have been hurt because I got somewhere greater that I'm trying to get to. Bro, Lee, do you really think God would give somebody that much power that they can stop you from getting to the place that he has promised you? Do you really think he would give somebody that much power to destroy you? Do you really think he would give somebody that much power to keep you from fulfilling your ultimate destiny? Let me tell you, he will give nobody that much power. That's why he said that there is no weapon that is formed against you that shall prosper he did not say that they wouldn't come against you he did not say that they would not hurt you he did not say that it would not happen but he did say that it would not prosper God has brought me here to challenge Staten Island on today to let you know that you are prosperous you are blessed you are the head you are not the tail you're above you're not beneath you're the lender not the power you're blessed when you come you're blessed when you 
go. When you walk into the room, it's not just you, but blessings showed up. When you show up on the job, it's not just you, but blessings showed up. When you walk into the house, it's not just you, but blessings showed up. High five somebody and tell them, you just touched the blessing. You are blessed. You are blessed. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. But in order for you to receive it, you have to remember how to press. I brought my friend with me here today. Pressing is pushing. If you would have caught me nine months ago, you wouldn't have got this many. Uh, Pressing is pushing. I press. I press. I press. I press. I press. I press. It doesn't look like anything's happening, but I press. I press the church. I press the prayer. I press the worship. I press the practice. I press. Let me tell you something. Because while you are pressing, even though it looks like nothing is happening, God is developing things in you that you can't even see. And other people will wonder, how did you get it? But you got to, amen, while other people lied to get it, while other people stole to get it, while other people played politics to get it, while other people had to kiss up to get it, God said, I can trust you with it because you learned how to press. I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling that is found in Christ Jesus. Amen. Because while you are pressing, God is making you. Watch this. Somebody shout back, press. You have to press to raise children by yourself. You have to press, amen, in order, amen, to be a prayer warrior. You have to press, amen, through being betrayed and lied on. You have to press, amen, between all the lies that the enemy would ever raise up and tell you, and you don't get there overnight, but amen, when God has blessed you, it's because you've learned how to press. Now, watch what I'm getting ready to say, because after you finish pressing, after you finish moving, after you finish laboring, then God can say, you are ready. Okay, okay, all right. Y'all still with me? God doesn't bless people because they want it. He blesses you when you're ready for it. All right, I'll prove it. When you have proven yourself faithful, then God will bless you. Watch this. The Bible says if you want your own thing, you must first be faithful with that which belongs to someone else. And if you can bless somebody who has where you're trying to go or has what you're trying to get, then God can bless you with your own because you're being faithful over something that doesn't even belong to you. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Our mission here at Christ Uncensored House of Worship is to love God, love people, and love life. Kuhau is a place where our story is still being written. Together, we can do more than we can ever do alone. 
If this message has encouraged you and you wish to partner with us in taking this message all across the world, go to kuhau.com slash give or follow us on any social media platform. Thank you in advance for your support and generosity. Come and begin a whole new journey with us.